Hello and welcome to Dvorak Horowitz Unplugged, an hour-long discussion of activity in the financial markets around the world featuring columnist John C. Dvorak and money manager Andrew Horowitz. This conversation is casual and unrehearsed. Let's join John and Andrew now. I'm John C. Dvorak. And I'm Andrew Horowitz. And it's the 4th of April, which you know what that means, 4th of April, 2023. Day before my birthday. Well, but that I knew. I mean, that, that, oh, I meant that. Oh, yeah. yes, that. Of course. Happy birthday, John. Yeah, well, thank you. Thank you. Actually, if you add up the four and the four and the two and the three, there's a very special numerical meaning for something. Four, four, two, three. So we got eight, 10, 13. But if you, if you can actually divide it by pi, you get uh, the, the meaning of, of life. 42? Yes. Huh. <laughs> How well, was your weekend? That's something I never figured. Well, of course. I mean, you are, you, I mean, as everybody says that every time we talk, because I have the streaming, uh, uh, the, the chat room, and every, it just, Dvorak's a genius, Dvorak's a genius, Dvorak's a genius. Dvorak's a genius. They never say anything about yeah. me, by the way. Like, <laughs> That'll be the day. Never say anything about me. Nothing nice about me ever. Oh, ever. that's all they do is compliment you. I don't think so. What does Horowitz think? Yeah. What does Horowitz think? Who cares? Well, this weekend, you know, a lot of things going on. So I told you, uh, this is my my wife with her. We don't have any plans. We have no plans. We're not doing anything. I'm like, look, we just got off a cruise, to, uh, the James Beard cruise, right? Then the next weekend, we take the boat. We take a two-hour, two-and-a-half-hour or three-hour ride down to the Keys, and we spend overnight there. Then we come back here, and we have the chili cook-off, which is a lot of work. Then the next weekend, I have 100 people at my house, okay? For, and why would that be? For my annual crawfish and crawfish boil and barbecue. Oh, I did see the photo of that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. crazy. Looked like a lot of uh, langoustine there to me. 100 pounds we, we consumed. Yeah. Not to mention 55 hand-pressed half-pound burgers and 65... You mean hand-pressed burgers? I hand-pressed all my own burgers. As opposed to what? Buying them already shaped. Nobody does that. I, they're so much better. Get them nice and, you know, thick and round, just like I like them. It doesn't take that long. It takes a half hour to make a bunch. No, I'm saying nobody buys the pre-designed ones. Well, I, I use a, a. I also use a hamburger press. Oh. Uh. Yep, that's the kind of guy I am. For my friends, only for my friends. And we made Chicago-style dogs. You know, Chicago dogs. The only thing I didn't have that didn't make it fully authentic was the poppy seed buns. What about the sport peppers? Had them, yes. Cucumber? I No, there's no cucumber. I eat pickles. Homemade pickles. Yeah, you know, you can go, if you go to the the airport and you get the Chicago loaded, you end up with the sport pecker, pe pecker, the sport <laughs> pepper. Mm-hmm. The pickle and a cucumber slice. Oh, and tomato. And tomato. Right, right. And then and, uh, the and celery And the green salt. relish. You have to have a special, yep. the specific green, like a horrible looking relish. It's like fluorescent green. And then you hit it all with like a celery salt. Right. Yep, that's what I had. I made those. Delicious. Was it a, uh, what, what type well, there's of wiener? A, there's it? a secondary problem. I agree with you there. It was a natural casing sabrette. It wasn't well, a Vienna a, beef. That's a New York product. Well, instead, it wasn't a Vienna beef. I'll give you that. 
You couldn't get any Viennas? I was at Restaurant Depot, and I really didn't feel like hunting around for the Viennas. So I said, I, I can't. Okay. I just can't. Okay, well, it's close enough. <laughs> exactly. Well, I got the natural casing, and I boiled it. So I used to do it. Boil it. Put it in the boiler. <laughs> Boy, it does that. <laughs> Put it in the steamer. Again. What, what, should, what do you mean? What, what, what other way would you Well, done? I mean, you can, I, you can get Chicago hot dogs don't have to be boiled like a New York dirty water dog. Right, right. It can be grilled. It can be. But I had my hand-pressed hamburgers on there. Yeah, okay. It sounds like you went through a lot of trouble for people that probably don't even appreciate it or know what a Chicago dog is. Uh, they, they consumed it, though. I didn't see And as a matter of fact, I was thinking, oh, I like one. I'm like, uh-oh. There's none left. I mean, I was like, it was, I had three of my friends and myself. Who are these hundred people? People. I, it's people that I think I know. People you <laughs> think you know, they show up for free food. Yes, they do. Hor they know Horowitz throwing a party. They're coming. They, they're coming. From that, I got, listen, I got on, from the party and from that, I got in, I got invitations for people asking me to come to places with them. I got a crap. Yeah, to I got cook. No, well, that's true. Probably pay for it and cook, right? No, somebody I, somebody invited me to Burning Man this week. Can you imagine me at Burning Man? Oh, yeah, you'd fit right in, oh, especially no, just no, get no. naked and pedal around a bicycle. Yeah, that's, be, that's, uh, that's the deal. I'd last five minutes. I'd last five minutes. Unless it was a really nice RV or something like that, right? Then I was invited to somebody's having a crawfish boil. They're like, come on up. And since I, some Northwest, I'm like, I can't, I'm not coming up for a boil, taking a four-hour plane ride. <laughs> So anyway, all right, let's talk about what's going on in market. Did you get a stock more. tip during this party? Uh, did I get a, st no, no, no. Yeah. I should have done like a little mini seminar. There's something. Yeah. All right, first quarter is over. Did you have a, a bowl to collect money for all the expense you went through to do this no, thing? No, we did have, uh, we did have uh, a big pitch, a big um, a pitcher thing full of Pat O'Brien's hurricanes that we made. From uh, New Orleans, the hurricane drink that originated in New Orleans. We had also had two gallons of the chili I made for the chili cook-off that won. I, I saved a batch for this party. It was crazy. It was a nut. It was crazy. It's crazy. Not to mm. mention, as soon as the uh, fireball started coming out, then it got really kicked up. Should have been there next Un year. Next onward. Year. Yeah. Uh, first quarter scores gains. The warm up for. Uh, for the tonight is about the, the the fantastic fact that as we know markets are resilient and seems like uh, the worst problem we have the more it gets into the oh my god territory the more people want to buy stocks. Gold and silver are breaking out. They were up again today dramatically. Yeah. What a great overall quarter for gold and a great two months or a month and a half for silver. Really good. Uh, more layoffs are happening. Big names are making big news right now. And I guess the big theme right now is, you know, let's not let a good crisis go to waste. I'm not sure who coined that phrase, but we've heard that before. Oh, it's just been, yeah, it was years ago when somebody first coined it. It's yeah, been used a, good, a lot. Let's not get, let a good crisis go to waste. And over the weekend, we didn't have a bank surprise. We didn't have a bank failure. We didn't have any kind of a, of, of some kind of a governmental uh, uh, stake into Fixing something. We did have a surprise, though, from OPEC. A humdinger, as a matter of fact. Yeah. We'll, we'll talk about that in a second. Uh, big winners in uh, first quarter were tech. Clearly tech up, I don't know, so 17%. The overall tech index is up like 17%. I was looking at numbers today, like Amazon, Google, Facebook, Meta, 
uh, Apple up 20, 25% in the first quarter. It's like the, it's like the roaring 2000s again. Yields were down. Yeah, it's very peculiar. Well, it's it's it, it, it's a reflect. I call it a reflexive trade, which was learned over years of either you want to call it brainwashing or conditioning, whatever you choose. That if in fact the Fed is going to lower rates, that is good for tech, especially if tech is used to buying, um, doing massive share buybacks through low cost financing. Therefore, as the 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 worse the times get, the better that could be for technology for two reasons. One, as I just mentioned, right, we have this reflexive trade and remember uh, what's happening, but also that they're going uh, to they, they're going to, um, you know, do buybacks. They're going to have cheap financing. The second thing is, you know, oh, my God, people are expensive. They hire too much, but we still need all these things to happen. We need to have all this support and people and all, but technology is going to come in and be much more efficient and effective. And the idea is that if in fact everything goes to crap in a can, technology will still be the big winner, regardless of the, if, if, if they're not going to have the earnings. That, that's kind of the, the thought process. Not saying it's true. I think so. That's a thought process. Yeah. Well, it's true or not. Yeah. yeah. The Remains to be seen. Right. Uh, more layoffs are coming. We saw some new news today about uh, McDonald's. We'll talk about Apple. Actually, I saw a little tidbit. Something like it was a very quiet, small little. Remember, you remember the classified ads and the ads in magazines? You had these really big areas of ads and then they got smaller and smaller and smaller. And you had to like, if you wanted to get a job, you had to look. You had to really focus in on the small little boxes and the classifieds. Remember that? Vaguely. The Apple announcement was like the small box. We're thinking about maybe a few people will get a layoff quietly in the background because God forbid Apple lays anybody off. Well, God forbid they start closing stores. Yeah, exactly. What will those people with blue shirts do? You know, if they start closing stores, I wonder if they're going to pull the same stunt and kind of keep it quiet. Well, I mean, I'd be, there'd be people reporting on it, but yeah. I mean, you need, you yeah, need. but people reporting on it. I mean, it will end up in the business times of San Antonio or something like that. I'll never, you never find, figure it out. But it, until the end, until the annual report comes do you think out, there's they stores, have to put but, it. But do you yeah. think their stores are expensive? I mean, the whole point of their stores, in my opinion, it's very nice to go look at stuff, but. I think you still buy that online, just have everything delivered. The point of the store is more of the support from the Genius Bar. Don't, don't you think that's really the whole gist of it? Could be done cheaper. How would they do it cheaper? They're going to have a geek squad? Yeah, something like the geek. Yeah, exactly, in fact. So just have the geek squad just buy their whole thing and have them trained on Apple and just everybody going to Best Buy? Or have a geek squad? Well, Central. Best Buy has got Apple stores in them. Right, that's true. Why not just uh, branch out to a couple more people, a few more people in the uh, in the support area? Uh, yep. I think that would be smart. If I was on the board, I'd be talking about something like that. Yeah, but if I'm one of those, be a lot cheaper. If I'm one of those people, and then you know that you get the publicity of these little Apple trucks flying around. Yeah, but the, if I'm one of those people that like, you know, like going to the Apple store and touching the wood. What desks, do you see in the Apple store that you haven't seen already? Nothing. 
It's just, it's just, it's a, it's, you know, it makes me feel good. People feel good when they go there. When I go to the Apple to- store, all I see is a lot of uh, people with the red shirts and other colored shirts standing around. Yeah, standing around, mulling around with, with a little mini laptop or uh, uh, iPad. And then one of them will come over to you. Would you like to say something? And he's always, you know, yeah, show me the latest watch. And you look at the watch and they show you how to use it. And you push on it and it clicks. And, uh, and okay, you end up great. not buying it. I don't buy anything. I, I of course watch not. For, yeah. Hey, I have a question for you. What happened to the Microsoft stores? Remember that whole excitement around app, uh, Microsoft stores? <laughs> no, seriously, I'm not, I'm not kidding. Are they gone? I think there's still a couple around. There was the last one I knew of was in uh, Corte Madera over in Marin County. And I went to it when it, right after it opened. And it was uh, different. It was a, uh, there wasn't as many people standing around and it was a little, uh, it wasn't as, as we are oddly stark. It wasn't ascetic. It wasn't like an Apple store. It, you know, it was more like a computer store, old fashioned computer store with a lot of different kinds of stuff there. And, uh, they, I don't know if it's still there or not. While you talk, I will look it up. I mean, the only way to make an Apple store more plain is just to have tree stumps with laptops on them. I mean, yeah, just, that would be kind of, I think that'd be cool. That's something you see in Denmark. Yeah. Just, just, you know, a bunch of different leveled, you know, big stumps and, and maybe even some trees with big limbs that could hold them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, AI names are making a run. They made a run the last number of days, although today was not very pretty on the AI front. And uh, there's all this chatter about AI doomsday. AI doomsday. It's coming. It's like a new clock. You know, we got the doomsday clock that says we're like, I don't know, 30 seconds to midnight or something like that now, whatever it is. Yeah, yeah, 30 seconds. Whatever. Longest 30 seconds in history. Ever. Yeah, it's, 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 it's ultra slow motion. The uh, AI, I think they're going to make an AI doomsday clock with this whole hullabaloo, what's going on. And I got a few things to talk about. One more note, two more notes. One, Friday markets are closed. It's good Friday. Happy Easter to you. Happy Passover to me. And for all those out there that celebrate either or, or. I will tell you that it is a happy Easter. I bought five dozen eggs yesterday at Walmart. Guess how much I, how much it cost me? Five dozen eggs. Five dozen eggs, uh, that would be, uh, well, if they were quality eggs, it'd be six bucks a dozen, but you probably got them or you wouldn't be bragging about it for about three bucks a dozen. Yep, twelve seventy five. And there you go. Twelve seventy five. I don't know if there's actually anything in the eggs, but I bought the eggs. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Not sure. Well, here, here, find out tomorrow. Here's the website, Microsoft Experience Centers. Find one near you. So they're still around. Still around. Wait, wait, wait. All Microsoft Store locations are closed. Oh, there you, there you go. Retracting that point. That's it. Well, I guess that's the end of that. It was, did you have a goal? But you one? can still access training and products at Microsoft.com. So they closed all their stores. All closed. There you go. So much for that. So it, there, there is a possibility that uh, you will see a... See store closings for for Apple. Oh, I would. Yeah, possible, possible. We'll see. John C. Dvorak asked a question this week on Twitter. By the way, you can find John C. Dvorak at the Real Dvorak on Twitter. That is his Twitter handle. And uh, I am Andrew Horowitz. One word. He asked a question. He said, "Oh my gosh, I don't understand." All of a sudden, my Twitter 
logo, my top left of my page has changed into a little doggy face. Yeah. Did you get your the answer? Doge dog, everyone yeah. tells me. Yeah, so it is a Doge dog. That's what it is, a Dogecoin dog. And you know what that did, don't you, to the Dogecoin? It jacked it up. 30%. Far be it from Elon to be pumping and dumping. No, no, no. Yeah, right, no, pumping no, 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 and no, no. dumping. Not at all. Not at all. It's a cute dog. It's a, it's a Shiba Inu. We have one as the uh, pet for my office. That is it's 14 years now. You have one of those dogs? Uh, Kevin, who works with me, has it and is my office mascot. Every day comes in. Every single day for 14 years. Those are cute dogs. I've seen those dogs. They're very cute. Yeah, they have no personality and they're just not loving they at all. They have no personality, you're telling me? They're not loving at all. Nope. They're just standoffish. They have, they have a mind of their own. Uh, they don't like, like water. Like a cat. Yeah, they're pretty much a cat with, with, with a tail, uh, round tail. They, 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 they uh, also have a very strange barking thing. They like whine. It's very strange. And... Mm. Um, uh, they don't like the water at all. And you're not supposed to bathe them either. They do like self-clean. I'm telling you, they're like a, they're like a cat. Wow. It is. It's, it's probably some some kind of a, a, a mixed breed with a cat or something. A genetic mix-up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Matzo are also coming down, just to let you know that was good news because matzo prices were really jacked up over the last number of years. Now, let's get to the good stuff. Let's talk about AI doomsday, the doomsday coming. They're coming for your job. Haven't we heard this before? Tech is coming yeah, for your you job. You hear it every so often. Yeah, tech's coming for your job. I mean, you know, I somebody brought up an interesting point in, in an email to me. Uh, she worked in uh, tech uh, in Silicon Valley, and it, this was during the 90s. And she pointed out that during the 80s, I think it peaked around mid-80s, when they had the, the fourth generation product and AI was being studied and there was McCarthy at Stanford and Stanford and MIT were studying this and there was going to be AI, AI, everything. And then it crapped out to the point where, and I forgot this until she mentioned, but I remember it. If you were a startup in Silicon Valley around 19, uh, let's say 95, mm -hmm. and you mentioned AI, you would get no funding whatsoever. It was a verboten term because it, it had fallen into such disrepute. And then it was because they thought if we did perfect this, that everybody would be out of business? No, because it was a, it was a failure. It was oh. a flop. It was a fiasco. That's why. Ah. And that, as far as I'm concerned, it still is. It's like hydrogen cars. Yeah, hydrogen cars. Yeah, that's right. a, yeah, or, or or some of those. Other, and know, it depends so. on which kind of. There's two kinds of hydrogen cars. We have to remember one that actually burns it uh, in a kind of internal combustion engine as a fuel, and the other one that uses a fuel cell. Well, fuel cell is the one that's always been the the holy grail, right? Uh, has it? I don't know. I mean, it's been like that thing that we could hopefully you know get energy out of water. I got a, a kick out of the. Uh, Somebody wrote into uh, us about how uh, they had a Toyota fuel cell car. They're not a, it's a reasonably good car to have if you have a hydrogen uh, gas uh, pump somewhere, which you have to be nearby. He says when you gun it, and I've driven these around, but I never didn't know this. When you gun it, water comes out the tailpipe and splashes the car behind you. Oh, really? He says, great fun. <laughs> I used to have I used to have a car that the windshield wipers would do such an Oh yeah, mine still does. Oh really? Oh, so. Yeah, it's got a powerful windshield. When you push it on, it'll shoots the water up in the air onto the car uh, behind me. Wow. Yeah. 
We are covering a lot of business right now. Let's continue on, okay? Shall we? Sorry. Yeah, no, it's all right. It's us, me too. Uh, so, no, uh, I had to bring in the AI story. Yeah, well, here, here comes more AI. This is what's going on. There's a letter that was sent out issued by the nonprofit Future of Life Institute and signed by more than a whopping 1,000 people, including Elon Musk, Apple co-founder yeah, Steve. Yeah, was. Yeah, who? Uh, who? Yeah, the was there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Was, yeah. yeah. And the Stability AI CEO, Imad Mastakwa. He, uh, they called for a pause on advanced AI development until shared safety protocols for such designs were developed, implemented, and audited by independent experts. I don't know what that exactly would entail, but Elon Musk and a group of artificial intelligence experts and industry executives are calling... Is that a train? It's actually the California Zephyr returning, and it is uh, going very slow and making a lot of noise. Mm, mm, mm. Don't they know there's a show going on? I don't understand. <laughs> Elon Musk and a group of artificial intelligence experts and industry executives are calling for a six-month pause in training of systems more powerful than GPT-4, they said in an open, in an open letter, citing potential risks to society and humanity. Humanity! This letter also details potential risks to society and civilization. <laughs> Not only humanity, civilization by human competitive AI systems in the form of economic and political disruption and called on developers to work with policymakers on governance and regulatory authorities. Oh my goodness. Seriously. What does that mean? It means they're off the rails. Uh, th now they're talking about they want a six month pause in training of systems more powerful than GPT-4. Why would they want to pause that rather than let it just go and then, you know, maybe say a no release? Either one is bull crap. It's almost as though they're promoting it. Because well, nobody's going to do a six-month pause on anything. No, not at all. I, I don't understand. It, I just don't understand. Is, 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 this a, is this a worry about... You know, about students writing uh, essays for their, their class that, that they didn't write? Is that what the worry is? What's the worry? Uh, the worry is that they're going to have newspaper stories that are going to be... It's, uh, it's Cyberdyne. It's got to be about Cyberdyne, Skynet, the Terminator. <laughs> Seriously. Well, one of the complaints that I heard was that they're worried it's going to create a bunch of uh, bots that are going to be able to put so much uh, fake news out there, you won't be able to put a stop to it. But people have already done this by hand. You can do it. All you need is like a thousand programmers in India. Uh, this is this whole thing is over. It's it's ludicrous. I could see, I, I I could see. That's a good point you make there. I could see the if you really let these things loose, really clogging up the pipes a little bit. Don't you think? It's not going to clog up the pipes any more than downloading illegal videos has already clogged up the pipes. Mm. If you take a look, if you have somebody does, there are people out there an, analyzing uh, internet traffic and you're never going to catch up to the amount of downloading of movies and, and Ill, illicit material on the internet under any circumstances. Mm. Well, no. Go it's possible, I guess. I, I, I'm not disagreeing. I mean, the thing is, um, the, the big concern now comes from Goldman Sachs on the back of this. They say the boost to labor, well, it's a concern, and it, yet it is a, it's a positive. It, it, it's a, it, it, has, it has two sides to it. Goldman Sachs, in a recent report, said the boost to global labor productivity 
could also be economically significant and um, the, the est- and they estimate that AI could eventually increase annual global GDP by 7%. <laughs> oh. Not to 7%, by 7%. That's unbelievable. Well, do they have a, do they explain how? I'm, I'm halfway through the, 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 the paper. So I'll let you know about that. But baby, yeah, let me know how it's well, going to savings do from I think it's going to be just the opposite. It's going to screw up GDP because it's going to create so like Adam keeps pointing this out every chance he gets. He does vanity uh, things with the with the GPT stuff and other any kind of AI you can find. And it's inaccurate. It's going to cause all kinds of problems because it's wrong most of the time. Right, people will just rely on like they do now. It would be like the ultimate research on COVID done through Facebook. That would be kind of like what you're going to get, the answers. Yeah, something like that or worse. Yeah. So I think they, they're talking about the idea that, you know, you get savings from workers not having to work, you know, like support people. But how? then again, how does that increase GDP? You can't just keep on increase, increasing productivity and squeezing more out of less and hope that you're going to have higher profitability because the people that aren't working, aren't spending, if that makes sense. I've always said, if you have a robot working in an Amazon warehouse, it's not buying food for lunch. It's not getting cigarettes. It's not getting any healthcare. Uh, it gets no time off, no vacations. doesn't have lunch. Yeah. It doesn't contribute anything to the local Nothing. economy. Nothing just to Amazon. Just Amazon. Right. So that's useless. Right. But if it, if, so if you extrapolate that out though, if you extrapolate that Amazon is 10% more profitable, just as, as a, you know, just as a, a, a number I'm throwing out there because of this, then you say, oh, well, if it's 10% more profitable, then there's a lot more profit in the world to go around. I'm thinking, no, that's not exactly the case because you carved out that profitability and took it away from somewhere else. It's not fungible. Especially if they just do stock buybacks. Right. So Goldman Sachs is estimating that 300 million jobs will be affected by AI in the future. And the reason why I bring that up, because that means absolutely nothing. 300 million jobs. What it sounds like is if you read it first, you're like, oh, 300 million jobs can be lost by AI. That's what it looks like, right? Yeah, even though that's not what they said. That's not what it says. It will be affected. In other words, that you'll affected. be using it's like, it. Like, like, <clears throat> touched. Saved or created, yeah, Obama's favorite phrase. Exactly. Now, on the heels of all this, AI has been banned. Italy has become the first country in the West to ban uh, chat GPT. What's that going to accomplish? They said the India, so there's the Italian data protection watchdog. Is there? Is there a, there's a thing for everything, isn't there? <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah, if you're a country that's just filled with bureaucrats. I mean, is there like you know, is there like uh, the the uh, the union of black bean producers or something? You know, I mean, there's just things, right? So last week, the Italian data protection watchdog ordered OpenAI, who is the company behind ChatGPT, to temporarily cease producing processing Italian users' data amid a probe into a suspected breach of Europe's strict privacy regulations. So I I would think that there's probably some workarounds. You probably uh, use Yeah, VPN will do it. Exactly. Exactly. 
And what are they, so what are they doing? They're processing Italian users' data. So I guess the data that goes in, the part of the training on the AI is the use of the AI, right? So I don't, you know, first of all, I have yet to get a subscription to any of these products and you have to do that to really play with them. And I've, and I've also noticed that this is worse. This, this AI stuff is worse as far as I can tell than people who got their phone and their faces all day looking at TikTok videos. Uh, everyone I know that's wasting time on AI, they're trying this or trying that. They're spending endless hours asking AI stupid questions, contradicting contradictory questions so they can get a crazy answer that they can send around to their friends. Look at this. And I, it's just a time killer. I don't see how that productivity is going to be improved. It's like a, it's like a modern day magic eight ball. Worse. That, that you just sit there and look at and stare at. It's like, it's like candy crush combined with the magic. It's more like ball. candy crush than the eight ball, but yeah, yeah it's like the eight ball. I, don't, I haven't signed up for it yet either, which maybe puts us at a disadvantage to talk intelligently about it, by the way. It's po it's possible, but I, to be honest about it, I doubt it. Then again, we could be the last two remaining people alive on the earth after- <laughs> this dicking around with this thing all day. <laughs> no, no, that, that actually survive some kind yeah. of a mind explosion- yeah, it could be. That everybody else has. And you and I are just going to be like having all the land to ourselves. Yeah, we'll have a podcast with no listeners. No listeners. Uh, more on tech. Google is cutting down on employees' laptop services and staplers. Goddamn staplers are killing the profitability. Breaking them. Killing it. They want to do it for multi-year savings. Now, I don't know where the staplers come in, but Google said it's cutting back on fitness classes, staplers. Did it actually say staplers in there? Yeah, more. Google said it's cutting back on fitness classes, staplers, tape, and the frequency of laptop replacements for employees. Now, here's where it gets kind of weird. <laughs> that's, not, that's not weird. First of all, it's Google. What the hell are they using a stapler for? Isn't everything paperless? So that well, they well, bought stap if they bought staplers to begin with, that pisses me off. Yeah, well, they need staplers, but they hit okay. But they're, I, I guess, buying too many staplers. That's like the people at stamps.com buying stamps. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It doesn't work. So, this was Ruth Porat said in an email she sent us. She said, We've been here before. Back in 2008, our expenses were growing faster than our revenue. We improved machine utilization, narrowed our real estate investments, tightened our belt on T&E budgets, cafes, micro kitchens, on mobile phone usage, and removed the hybrid vehicle subsidy. That was back in 2008. Just as we did in 2008. That's twice now in this note. She's used the number 2008, which that is the equivalent if you there are certain things you say that are triggers you say 911 you know what i'm talking about right yep you say 2008 you know what i'm talking about yeah twice she uses 2008 in here she say we'll be looking at data to identify other areas of spending that parents that that warrants as um that warrant that hmm i guess that warrants what is that the parents is affected or don't scale to a size. I don't know. She's talking about all these different things, but also talking about 2008, like things are that bad. Well, she's nuts. Hey, Keith on chat, send that, send that an email to, to me. You know, somebody, somebody, uh, 
uh, I think it's been pointed out. It, Adam's another big fan of this theory that TikTok is making so much money. Something like I heard the number 80 billion was like that money's coming right out of uh, Google's uh, pocket yep. and Facebook and Twitter. It's coming right out of their pocket. And it, so there's probably billions, literally billions of dollars short of what they you know could be making at Google if it wasn't for some outfit like TikTok taking the advertising business. So maybe it is 2008 to them. Maybe that maybe that's what happened with Facebook. And every time you hear that TikTok's being banned, you know what happened? Snapchat goes flying up. Like that like Snapchat's all of a sudden going to take over. You would think <laughs> that Instagram's the closest through Facebook. You would think. Now we have I think Instagram is the real challenger yeah. to to uh, to TikTok. Clearly. Yeah. It's Clearly. obvious. And and after a while, I mean it is entertaining to watch some of the things that you get through. And I think there's some uh, there's obviously crossover with TikTok and, and Instagram. But after a while, I was like, how much can I watch the same crap as somebody throwing a fishing rod and then falling in the water? Or, you know, <laughs> right. You know, somebody slipping. Yeah. Somebody, that guy falling off a horse. Right. Somebody, you know, looking down and showing somebody, somebody to say, look inside this container, smashing it and water go all over their face. I mean, it's enough. I don't need to see that enough. It's enough. Yeah. It's like when I, right, all, all, all material. The, yeah. McDonald's, by the way, is uh, shutting down its office temporarily. This is the weirdest thing I've ever heard. It's shutting down its offices temporarily as the company reportedly prepares for mass staff layoffs. I thought McDonald's was doing just fine. What the hell? What's going on all of a sudden with McDonald's? I thought they were doing fine, too. Yep. Corporate employees were instructed to cancel meetings in its headquarters. The company sent a memo that the layoffs are intended to make McDonald's more efficient. We have a clear opportunity ahead of us to get faster and more efficient at solving problems for our customers and people and to globally scale our business. All these stories that I'm starting to see, the same similar things about them getting, you know, cutting to the bone. Tells me that earnings are going to be real shit in the next few weeks. And that they're preparing with all. Yeah, but what if they aren't? If they're not bad, the earnings? Yeah. Then you're really going to have a bump here because they're really playing around with, you know, maybe there's some green light that was put out. You know, the old, um, these guys said it so now that we can say it in order to um, somehow. It seems as though this is like mass hysteria that one, mm -hmm. you know, once mm -hmm. they start, these layoffs start coming, they say, no, we can do that too. Now's a good opportunity because everyone else is doing it. And we've got, you know, fat that needs to be trimmed. This is like when a, a company has a really bad quarter, they just throw all sorts of stuff in there and they move everything into that quarter. To, it, they say, it's going to be bad enough. What the hell? Just keep on going. Just throw it all in. Throw the kitchen sink in there. Who cares? Right. But there is something else to this that it is possible that is not the charade that, it's, that we're thinking it could be, that maybe there is something underneath all of this. Look at, you know, like, for example, today's markets. Today, the actual stock market today, terrible market, absolutely awful. Small caps down 2% today, but yet major indices didn't budge. Apple didn't budge. Google didn't budge. Microsoft down a little bit. All the main players, once again, this, what I've seen a hundred times before is when we see the major players hold up for a long period of time, they try to do so as long as possible because money starts switching into that until some realization happens, like as in a bad earnings report from, let's just say, Microsoft, as an example, then the whole damn thing caves in. 
It's maybe, maybe. No, I'm saying I've seen this before, though. I've seen this story before, and now this story about the cuts and, and bef- ahead of any earnings problems. Although last year's earnings were problematic, of course. But is it possible that maybe with all the stimulus that's gone and people lacking savings and and uh, the free money that's not there anymore, is the people just don't have money to spend on McDonald's? Well, there's never – usually that's the kind of thing where they where they end up going to McDonald's. Right. It's where they start buying spam. So, I mean, it's just the opposite effect with a company like McDonald's. I don't know. Hmm. Uh Maybe I people- have to assume that these guys are seeing they have uh, intelligence that is different than ours. But do you think though that they're, what they're doing is twisting it, or you thinking, or you, or they, they're twisting this whole thing for some reason in a way to boost share price artificially, or is it their truth to this? Well, I, I would. I'm guessing twisting it. Oh, I got it. I wouldn't put it past them. You know me. And as and as I always say, the whole thing's rigged. Might as well play along. Whatever the rigging yeah. is. Uh, OPEC over the weekend, uh, Sunday night, the little, uh, hey, we're going to cut production by about a million, uh, million bar- barrels per day. So now we got $100 price targets co- coming back. So a 6% move in crude over the last two days. Let's see where you probably can get this fast. It's 8102 right now. 8102. That's pretty substantial. Yeah, I'd say because it was 70. Three last week. It was 63 two weeks ago. Um, let me look at this here. Where is oil? Okay, yeah. 81. So you look at this. Uh, this is a big move. This is a big move. It was 79, the low. That was light sweet crude. I, thought, I really do think it was 60 in the 60s. I'm not showing that. Oh, I'm showing like 30 minutes. Let's go daily. One day. There we go. Yep, it was 60, tap 64. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. 10 days ago, 12 days ago. Now it's back over the top where it was from that move from where it slid down dramatically in the month of uh, in the month of March. Yeah, very hard to play the crude oil game. Well, I mean, who that... that now this cutback, I don't know what that's going to do. Yeah. So it's a problem. Uh, banking crisis seems to be over. Jamie Dimon's assessment, he put out a letter, 43-page uh, annual letter, what came out today. One one page shorter than last year's, by the way. So I guess he has this uh, need to get that many words out. Well, he uh, should have used chat GPT. Could have probably condensed a lot of it, right? Or made it longer. Oh, maybe. His assessment of the U.S. banking crisis uh, that sent markets careening last month says, he says, and he predicts, it's not over yet. And uh, it will be felt for years. He said authorities shouldn't overreact with more rules. Of course he said that. Hello. Of course he said Hello. Yes. Well, he's doing his job. Yeah. What <laughs> I think you should do, if my best judgment of 40 years, is actually less regulations on the big banks and actually somehow give us more profitability potential. That would solve the problem. You know what I'm saying? That's the kind of thing that you would expect. In his annual letter, he said, as I write this letter, the current crisis is not yet over. And even when it is behind us, there will be repercussions from it for years to come. There's a whole nother cadre of people that are saying that what happened was isolated, very isolated. I was listening to some speakers today about this, that, you know, what happened was really poor management over at uh, Silicon, for example, 
um, or, or 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 signature or pick your pick your bank. Republic. And Republic, whatever. And, uh, you know, they just did some stupid things. It was well telegraphed. It was dumb what they did. Uh, the, the, there was a lot of criticism, of course, on the Fed. And, you know, this is this is uh, something that's going on that probably um, we've seen before. The 2008 crisis, this already dwarfed the banking. The, the two banks that went out already are the money represented by those banks is more than the totality of the banks that went under in 2008. And there was hundreds of them in 2008. And only two that happened just now in the blink of an eye. Well, in Credit Suisse, I didn't even count them. Mm. So, uh, and actually talking about- Yeah, but it was all different. It was different. It was different. It was just, it was, it was, it was, the problem was that the- the problem was that it was the real estate problem. That was the problem. You know? Yeah, this this wasn't. Yeah. Nope. This is their own. This is their own. This is yeah. This is I, I, I think this needs more analysis is the uh I think they caused happened. their own problems. They caused definitely their own problems. This was self this was self inflicted. This was an unforced error. That's what I think. Yeah, I'm not going to argue that. And then the all, also, it's it, I I'm kind of a, a subscriber to the to the this is isolated. Mm. You don't, or you do. I'm sorry, I missed that part. No, that's why I'm I'm with the isolated. People you are that, okay. That's possible. Yeah. Credit Suisse, uh, the takeover, Switzerland's federal. Except for plus. that. Yeah, well, that one's that one's been a, just a crap. But that's show. been going on forever. Right? It was a zombie bank since two thousands, and then two thousand eight made it even more of a zombie. Well, the federal prosecutor in Switzerland has opened an investigation into the state-backed takeover of Credit Suisse by UBS. The Bern-based prosecutor is looking into potential breaches of Swiss criminal law government by government officials, regulators, and executives at the two banks, which agreed to an emergency merger last month. And then you get even further into this. First Republic Bank, Massachusetts regulators have opened an investigation into sales of company stock by topics. Hello, this is such a surprise. I'm so surprised by this. By stock by top executives at First Republic Bank in the weeks leading up to the recent banking turmoil. The uh, Massachusetts Secretary of the Commonwealth, William Galvin, told Reuters his office has subpoenaed First Republic. He is seeking details about the firm's insider trading policies and how officers handled their stock sales from January 1st. Now, if that's not bad enough, I'm sorry. Mr. Diamond, Jamie, as uh, he asked me to call him. Here comes the regulation. Already Janet Yellen said on Thursday that banking regulations and supervisory rules need to be re-examined in the wake of the Silicon Valley and Signature Bank failures. That, by the way, that kind of language is to shirk the responsibility. You know that, right? Yeah. Well, I, I think I do. It's designed to say, well, you know what? Uh, we had this re-examined really, is the key yeah, word. Re-examined, you know, we had this. It was good, but something it may have fallen outside the purview because it was an anomaly, and we're going to have to figure out ways to maybe expand it to, you know, to do that so that this doesn't happen again. Of course, they won't do so much because they can't because their mental midgets have the opportunity to actually think outside the box of what things could happen that they could surround. It's only the shoes, and it's only the powder. And I can't bring drinks on a plane anymore. 
but that's only so that I can buy them again inside the terminal. Different story, but same discussion. <laughs> you and your complaints. Yellen also calls for stronger regulation on the growing non-bank or shadow bank sector, including money market funds, head funds, and crypto assets. She said a 2018 rollback of bank capital requirements and stronger supervision from smaller mid-sized banks with assets below $250 billion should be re-examined. Once again, why the hell don't you do this in advance? I mean, it's just unbelievable. Really aggravates me. Really aggravates me. Uh, noticeably. Yep. Tesla. Got recent um, news that record quarterly deliveries. Over the weekend, Tesla came out with the announcement uh, that they had record quarterly deliveries of 422,875 vehicles for the first three months of this year. What do you think about that? That's pretty good. That's, that's, that is good. That's, yeah, they're doing so well. Up, they, they were, they're, they're reaching for $2 million a year. That's pretty good. However, there were price cuts, and even though they hit that number, it was less deliveries than expected. So it was up uh, 4% from the previous quarter, uh, which was also 36% higher than a year ago. But in January, uh, Elon Musk once again um, promised and didn't deliver. Said they could achieve 2 million vehicles this year, up 52% from last year. And analysts also believe that if it wasn't the, these price cuts, the quota would have been really ugly. And now there's been some concern shifting to margins. Hmm. Well, the stock was down. Yes, it was. So there you go on uh, on Tesla. So we got the regulation. Now here's a couple of things from the Did You Know column, sir. Did you know that the drink Coca-Cola, you you know what it originally had in it, right? Yeah, cocaine. It had cocaine in it. Gave That's you what it's called Coca-Cola. Yeah, it gave you a little boost. Cola nuts and cocaine. Yeah, a little boost. Yeah. So it was like a coffee. Then it was like, oh, maybe that's not such a like good idea. Like cocaine tea. I mean, you could, if you go to Peru or some of those countries, you can buy boxes of coca tea. It's coca leaves in a tea bag, and you can have coca tea. It's no big deal. You don't think much of it. It used to be legal in this country for years, and for some reason, only recently did they ban it. For, and it's actually a refreshing tea. Wasn't the, this kind of like the elixirs they had in the – the old Western movies that the guys. Oh, yeah. Were, all those crazy snake oil. Yeah. Right. The snake oil salesman and the elix uh, the elixirs that will solve all of your stuff. Yeah. Coca-Cola was one of them. <laughs> well, Coca-Cola has a plant in New Jersey that produces $2 billion worth of cocaine annually. Thanks to the special deal with the DEA. Did you know that? No. Mm -hmm. This will make sense as I go through this. The Coca-Cola company's exclusive license to import, import coca leaves into the U.S. allows a small chemical processing facility concealed in a peaceful New Jersey neighborhood to manufacture up to $2 billion worth of pure, pure cocaine annually. I guess the, the, um, the, the you still use the coca leaf, but I guess to make the Coca-Cola maybe, or I don't know what that deal is, but they, I guess they had the... I guess they had the inroads and they had the ability to do so in the past, so this is what happened. The cocaine byproduct is sold to the country's biggest opioid manufacturer who sells the powder as a numbing agent and topical anesthetic for dentists. Okay. Probably effective. 
you've had that before. You have, you know, that stuff they put on your lips. <clears throat> you yeah, know, they put this stuff on there before they give you the shot yeah, sometimes. And I, I've asked a dentist, can we talk about something for just a moment about the dentist? There are different kinds of shots out there, injectors. What do you call those? What, hyperdermic needles, right? Mm-hmm. Why do the ones that the dentists use something they they, they they have to have something that looks like like it came right out of a horror movie? <laughs> Don't look at it. I'm looking at the dentist like, what the hell is that? And they start pinching me. They do the pinch, <laughs> and he's got his hand you're, behind his back. You're making me queasy. <laughs> he's got his change the subject. He's got his hand behind his back, and he's pinching me. I'm like, what are you pinching me for? He says, you don't notice this 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 needle thing. <laughs> I'm like, the needle thing, It honestly, it's like a jackhammer you're about to put in my face. I don't understand. Like Can't you have a little something? Shoes. I don't want you have a little something, a little, little thing. I don't understand this this day and age. You have a little something. Yeah. Horrid. Horrid. You wonder, and you wonder why people don't like to go to the dentist. You wonder. The other thing that pisses me off while we're on the subject of doctors, I'll end on this, is when you go to the eye exam. Have you had an eye exam lately? Uh, I have I only have I have one I well six months ago maybe nine months ago, and they do do they dilate your eyes? Yeah, and they tell you it only lasts for maybe uh, twenty thirty minutes the dilation. No, I've never had anyone tell me that. Oh, that's I've a had, lie. It's a lie. They tell you all the time twenty thirty minutes. I'm walking. No, it lasts for about three hours. Three four hours. I'm bumping into walls. I can't even. I can't do anything. Put the sunglasses on. Yeah, then you can't see. Oh, bull crap. Yeah. Well, anyway. Earnings season. Earnings season set to begin next week, slowly then all at once. We got JP Morgan kicking off on April 14th. So I'm not sure when. Let's look at uh, when is um, McDonald's earnings date? Well, I think McDonald's is definitely the one to keep an eye on. April 25th. The last several quarters. Beat, 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 beat. Beat, 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 beat. On revenue, one miss in June of 2022. So we got that. Then we got, who else we got? We got, um, who was the other one that was complaining? Google. Is it Google? Google, right? Yeah, Google. Google earnings date. Mm. That's not good. Yeah, staplers. Yeah. Uh, April 25th. Oh, boy, everybody's April 25th. They're all coming in. At the Everybody's end. April 25th. I'll give us that. We'll be talking about it in April, May. Yeah. And this weekend, we got big doings this weekend. We got uh, the Masters. Are you a big golf fan? Well, I used to be a golfer. Oh, yes? Yeah, when I was in college. Mm. Uh, Still have your clubs? No, I, I gave my clubs to somebody who wanted to play. I Unfortunately, I had a, a, a club in there. I wanted to, uh, should have kept it. But, uh, no, I don't play anymore, and I follow it a little bit. And the Masters is a good tournament. I only usually watch the last, maybe the last uh, five holes of the last day. It is a beautiful course. It's an absolutely magnificent facility. It's just fantastic. Do you know that the Masters? They're very serious there, by the way. Can't get oh, in yeah, there. Oh yeah, they're very real serious. serious. You cannot yeah. get in there unless you have somebody that's a member. And things like hot dogs are a dollar, and drinks are like twenty five, thirty cents. There's some crazy stuff going on there. There's like it's cheap to be there. You know, it's just there to be enjoy it. You know, beers are maybe I don't even know if you get a beer there, but everything's cheap, and uh, the place is spotless. I heard. I mean, spotless. Something drops. It's a pretty course. And I heard that if you leave a chair in a hole, and you leave for an hour and you come back, the chair's still there. 
Like everybody respects everything if everybody's there. So I had a couple of friends that were all excited. They're going this. They're going for the first time. They've wanted to go. They got tickets. They're going. Go they're, watch. Uh, they go. Yeah, they're going to to the to the to Augusta. Yeah, it's kind of boring to watch. And they're like all freaking out today. Last time I went to a big match to watch, I was when it was the U.S. Open when it was in San Francisco at the Olympic Club. You didn't like it? Um, you know, it's really it's like watching grass grow. People bitch about baseball, but they'll watch golf. I mean, yeah, no, I don't think it's interesting. I think it's just a fun experience with friends. You sit on a par three and just watch the ball. Oh yeah, I guess in. if you're sitting around with a bunch of drunks, I guess it's a lot of fun. Always, but, no matter what you do. But no. <laughs> well. Here's the problem. My friends were all freaking out today, the ones that were going. It's going to rain. Thursday, chance of rain. Friday, 100%. Saturday, 100%. Yeah, cold, 50 degrees on Saturday. Sunday, 70%. So even if it does clear up, possibly sometime Saturday, they're going to play Sunday, the ground may be too wet. Yeah, they may have to, yeah. could be. They could ruin it. Mm, absolutely terrible. Just terrible. I feel very bad about that. No, I think it's funny. Oh. Well, you are that kind of person. All right, let's go to the game. This is a game that we play. It's not a solicitation to buy or sell any security. It's not a recommendation of any kind. Nothing on the show should be considered investment advice or a recommendation. If you choose to invest in any of the stocks mentioned, you should know that it may carry risk, along with the risk of a loss of principal. You should also seek out professional financial advice for your particular situation. We assume no risk as these are not to be considered recommendations. Horowitz, a company myself, or John C. Dvorak may invest in any of the securities mentioned, and we'll disclose that on the website under the weekly stock picks section. You can go to dhunplugged.com and see all the names we discuss in the segment, along with the performance information from the date discussed, as well as any additional important disclosures. Well, we went from all green to mostly green. Yeah, now we're mostly green with two reds. And we both have a uh, an interest in the reds. Mine, uh, Aries Management Short yeah, got kicked. Uh, is up. So it's a, I, I'm losing 1.75%. But your last man standing on Coinbase, which was a buy, is down. Yep, should have, we should have switched places here. Yeah. I should have shorted that. Yep. And it's down 517, so... Araska is uh this looks okay. I like that. Things are uh things are uh not There's moving. no big winners on it's here. Not, Although well, I I it's not moving. Nothing's happening. I like my Norfolk Southern. Norfolk. By the way, it's not Norfolk. It's not Norfolk. Uh somebody's corrected me and I realize it is it's Norfolk. Norfolk. Uh Norfolk. What do you think it was? I thought it was Norfolk. Uh, Norfolk. No, what? Yeah, Norfolk. Ah, it depends on who you are. It says but Norfolk. Yeah, I hear these folk. guys on the TV calling it Norfolk. Norfolk. Yeah. I think the company should change the damn name. It's too complicated. <laughs> but that's me. Just NS Rail. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Exactly. That'd be great. So you're shorting Apple. I'm not, I got nothing. So we're going to talk about this. I'm shorting Apple. It, it may be a boneheaded, dumb, numbskill move. Who does this? Who the hell in their right mind would short Apple? Yeah. But I think I mean, Apple's not looking immune. forward to shorting Apple. But I, I even me, I, mean, I won't the, do look it. Look at the stock chart on it here. Let me just bring this up. Uh, stock. You think this the chart showing you this? No, not really. Nothing showing me this. The fact is, the only thing I can tell you is, yes, we're reaching some some levels on the top that seem a little overextended. I mean, we've been on a on a tear since the low. Well, that's not that's not really a reason to to to. Uh, to do anything, right? Because it could keep going in, in that direction. My concern is that it looks to me and feels like there's a lot of money getting 
thrown into these large caps right now due to the fact that everybody wants the hell out of all the other stuff. Now, that's fine. That's, that's good enough reason. That's a good enough reason. Yeah. Because people are putting money in. That's how a stock goes up. 52-week high is 178, currently trading about, what, 165 or something like that. The P.E. ratio is now 28. Now, one of the things that's interesting, a dividend yield of 0.56, by the way, a 52-week low of 124. So it's it's right in between towards the top end of that 52-week line. P.E. ratio of 28 for Apple. Apple was like 14, 15 forever. It was the old, oh, it's a cash cow. Now it's gotten crazy. Mark cap of 2.62 trillion. 2.62 trillion. Yeah, it was a big deal when it was one trillion. Yeah. Now yeah, question, you might be right here. If 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 all these companies are saying we need to tighten our belts, well, some of the things that are going to happen is they're going to lay people off. You lay well, people or close the store. Yeah, but but if you lay people off and people are concerned and the and the um, confidence of the future is 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 a little bit more downtrodden, are they going to go just and continue to? Uh, renew and, and 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 buy a new phone or are they gonna stick what they have are they gonna buy a new we just heard google say they're not buying and renewing laptops so that may be a you know a different kind of laptop my point though is maybe companies are gonna be tightening their belt and that goes across from all of that i just think that that they're not immune. i'm, I'm liking your logic they're just not immune is my point now Timing of, of what we're doing here, maybe. Timing is the problem. That's the yeah. problem. It could be totally off, but. So you go shoot to 250 before you know it. Right. I mean, I can't imagine it it with with a P ratio of 28 above. No, it's too market. high already. Seems a little bit crazy. And 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 if you have a, um, I guess if you have a situation where in, uh, interest rates come down, that's the other thing about Apple, right? They're serial buybackers, they issue debt at low rates. So if they can keep on issuing more debt, that's a problem. If you look at where the chart is as the debt uh, came up or as the yields came up dramatically, that's when this got killed the most. And when it started turning, I mean, yields, I think on the 10-year, what was a 10-year yield today? 10-year was like 3.3 something. Uh, Treasury. 3.37. 3.37. I mean, let's just look at this for a second. Year to date, it was at 3.8 at the start of the year. In March, it peaked out at 4.07. We'll call it 4.1 just for the hell of it. We're down like 70 basis points. It's absurd, the moves. You don't have stock markets that have these kinds of moves. In the last month, it's gone from 4% down to 3.3%. With no change of anything about the Fed except for the fact that the Fed Fund futures that we talked about last week are showing a possible cut in July. But we're still well above levels. It's still, this, these numbers don't work, and the Fed is not going to be happy about this. The Fed's not happy the 10 years at 3.37. This is not. Can't be. If they're trying to push up the short, term, short, short rates. So, yeah, that's all I have. Well, I think you made your point. I, obviously. Now, we'll see if it plays out. See you next week. All right. Adios. I wish your family a very happy Easter. Please tell all of them. Yeah, and and, and good Passover. Thank you. Thank you. Should be some good arguing over dinner tomorrow night. (laughs) All right. All right. See you then. Bye. 
You've been listening in on a conversation with John C. Dvorak and Andrew Horowitz. Hope to be with you again soon. Bye-bye. Now, I'm not broke, but badly bent. I'm not down to my last cent, cause I got a dollar, but it's my last dollar bill. <laughs> yes, sir. In my pockets, there's a dent. All my dough is nearly spent, but I got a dollar, and it's my last dollar bill. Oh, I'd love just one more buck fortune left me by chance. Now, here's a hint, I feel like a man. You can hardly tell by a glance. I don't care, no millionaire can give me the icy stare, cause I got a dollar, my last dollar bill. Horowitz Company, Inc. is registered as an investment advisor with the state of Florida and conducts business in other states where it is properly registered or is excluded from registration requirements. Registration does not imply any level of skill or training.